Good morning, and welcome back to Brighter Sight Church. Hello, I'm Pastor Austin. It's nice to have all of you here at Brighter Sight Church today. Now, some things are different from last week. If you remember our one service that was a few weeks ago, we did some things differently. 
on that service. Um, we actually had it so that way it would be over top of some beautiful scenery um, of fall and autumn um, rivers and forests and things like that. That was our service, which was titled, I think it was Start Your Week Here. No, it wasn't. I'm sorry. That was a Monday service. Uh, it was, I think it was in the midst of trouble, but I might be wrong. Let me see here. Yes, it was in, no, Yes, it was in the midst of trouble. It was three weeks ago on Sunday, September 17th. So today we have another, another scenery view for you to enjoy. Um, I like to switch it up a little bit. Let me know down below if you guys are watching. Uh, let me know which one you prefer better. Let me know if you'd like to have the scenery or my picture, my like actual face. Um, let me know which you'd like to have more. But I know some people do like this scenery so i do like to do these once in a while it just kind of like freshens our mind and gives us something beautiful to look at it's like a walk with god um, so today's beautiful scenery is up on the screen so this scenery here today is actually a um, little bit of background noise and now you're going to see sessions on the screen as they flutter through um, but it is a calm sunset with lofi and some nature sounds and it's someone actually studying um, for classes or educational purposes, whatever they're studying. Um, it's actually a three-hour study with me. Um, so anyway, there's different sessions on here, but you can ignore those. Just enjoy the beautiful city as it goes from like late eve, like early evening, late afternoon into like the actual evening, sunset, twilight, all the way to full darkness. Um, and enjoy that today. But hello again and welcome to Brighter Side Church. Again, I'm Pastor Austin. I'm very happy to have all of you here today at Brighter Side Church. Um, today we have a brand new sermon, which I am beginning um, for today. Now this sermon that we're going over today is titled, In God We Trust? Question mark. In God We Trust? Hmm. Are you skeptical? In God We Trust? That's our sermon today. In God we trust. With a question mark. It's made as a question. In God we trust? Huh? Today we're going to go over that. Um, some scripture that surrounds our sermon is Romans 8 verse 28, Psalms 20 verse 1, Psalms 146 verse 3, and Jeremiah 17 verses 7 through 9. And a quick summary of our sermon today is to serve God, we need a holy respect and absolute trust. In dark nights of hard trials, do we run to God or do we run away from him? Let us study some trust verses in the Bible. In God we trust. Before we continue in today's service, our normal daily devotional, also known as our daily morning um, opening prayer, is going to be changed. Um, today, we're going to start off with prayers for Israel. Right now, as you guys may know, Israel is currently in a war, um, and tons of Americans, Israelites, Jewish, everyone who is in Israel, a lot of people are being um, hurt and even killed. Um, and I do want to point this quickly to go to the assumption of 
not really an assumption, but I actually have, you know, like, evidence, biblical evidence. Um, this is what's going to happen at the end of times, okay? We're going to have a war with Israel. Um, that has been a hot spot for attacks over the years, but this one seems to be kind of big. Um, and the time that we're living in, I think it's going to turn a lot bigger. There's wars between all the countries that are together. China versus America. Um, Israel versus, you know, Hamas. All them people, you know. And we got Russia with Ukraine, which is, st- I think it's still going on. They're still fighting with Ukraine and Russia. I haven't really kept up with the news because, honestly, it's just really depressing. But I will say that God is not happy with this. Um, so I just wanted to come together this morning before we get into our service, our service today and our sermon. I did want to come in and I just wanted to pray with us. So we're going to go through five prayers for Israel, a prayer for healing, a prayer for restoration, a prayer for justice, a prayer for peace, and lastly, a prayer for bravery. So let's come together for all five of those prayers today. Let's pray. A prayer for healing. Dear Lord, please bring healing to Israel. Israel is your chosen nation and the country that is close to your heart. They have suffered much pain and hurt these past few days. Please bring peace, security, and healing into their hearts. Not only provide them with this, but also provide them swift recoveries from their injuries and give comfort to the hearts of the individuals who lost their loved ones in this catastrophe. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A prayer for restoration. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, please provide restoration for the people of is to the people of Israel and their nation. Please help them rebuild their cities and bring healing into their hearts. This is a difficult time for the Israeli people and they need their restoration to come from you. We know you love Israel, Lord. Please give them the restoration they need physically, emotionally, and spiritually. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. Our third prayer, a prayer for justice. Let's pray. Dear God, please bring justice to Israel. They have been afflicted with much injustice and they need your help. Please bring your mighty hand upon their nation and lift them up. You can do all things and we know nothing is too hard for you. The damage done to Israel and its people may endure, but you can provide justice to them. Thank you, Lord, for always hearing the cry of your people. In Jesus' name, we all pray here today. Amen. Our fourth prayer, a prayer for peace. Dear Jesus, please bring peace to the people of Israel. You have the peace that surpasses all understanding. Please give this peace to Israel and bring hope into Israel's heart. They are facing a time of fear, uneasiness, and worry. Please surround them with your hope, peace, and love. Thank you, Lord, for always being there for all of us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. And lastly, a prayer for bravery. Dear Lord, 
please help Israel to be brave. It is a scary time for the nation of Israel, and they need your help to be brave. We know you can do all things and provide bravery to fill their bones. Thank you for being with Israel, and please give them the bravery to face the days ahead. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I could have incorporated all these together and made them one prayer. I could have taken just a portion of them or taken one of them, but I wanted to include all five prayers, separate prayers, because I want them to be fulfilled and detailed and just holy prayers. That's why I wanted to have five of those today. So five prayers for Israel. They're going through a lot right now. Um, it's it's not right. And I'm going to let you guys know that the, that the Hamas, they will pay. They will pay. Um, they will pay. From God. Um, that's not a threat. But God will, God will take care of them. They will be punished for what they did. Um, God will make sure of that. So moving into our service, our sermon today. Good morning. Again, our sermon is titled, In God We Trust. Hope y'all are having a fantastic day today. And happy Sunday. It is October 15th. Can you believe it? We are in the middle of October. There is 31 days in October, so we are like in the midst here. The middle will be the 15th and a half day would be the middle. So about noon today, so you would be about halfway through October. Not very long, and we got Halloween, whoever celebrates, if anyone does. If you want to learn more about Halloween, if it's an actually a sinful holiday or not, and more about it, you can check out our service that was from, um, it was two weeks ago, October 1st, and you can check that one out, and it was our sermon, Bear With It, and a conversation about Halloween. With that being said, though, it is Sunday, October 15th. I, again, want to say good morning. Let's go ahead and get started with our service today. But before we do get started, I do have one song coming up for us today. So let's go ahead, stand to our feet, and worship the Lord. The lyrics are on your screen. Religion isn't working anymore Religion isn't working anymore Every single Sunday Just like the one before Religion isn't working anymore Religion sure ain't never satisfied I've crossed the T's and dotted all the I's And still I feel so empty Walking out the door Cause religion isn't working Savior, 
Okay, welcome back. Now, without any further ado, let's get started with our sermon today. In God, we trust. So again, to serve God, we need a holy respect and absolute trust. In dark nights of hard trials, do we run to God or do we run away from him? Let us study some trust verses in the Bible. Now, if you are in the United States, we know, by looking at our money, it says, In God we trust. Is this a valid conclusion? There are several things that can seldom be recovered. A stone that is thrown, a word after it is said, a missed opportunity, wasted time, trust after it is lost. What if? We often fall by focusing on what if. 
It is easy to overthink and make an invincible mountain out of a molehill. We tend to misunderstand others and become very unhappy. What is trust? Who do we trust? If we really trust God, we learn that when bad things happen, we will run to God and not away from him. The Lord gives. The Lord takes away. I will trust in the name of the Lord. Can I get an amen? Trust is a firm belief in a reliable truth, ability, or strength from someone or something. To have confidence, waiting in hope. Do we really trust God? Trusting God means everything you expect will happen the way you desired. Nothing creates a more deep-seated anxiety than to think you will be anxiety-free. Jesus himself said, in this world you will have trouble. Many think I will trust God and God explains why and what is going to happen. God seldom gives his people explanations. Relationships with God or man are built on two issues. Respect and trust. We will never continue to love if we cannot establish trust. As a matter of fact, the best proof of love is complete trust. Be honest. Do we love God? The more you completely trust God's plan, the more trust will grow. The more we read and study God's words, the more we will pray and talk to God. The more we communicate with our Father, the more trust and love will grow. To know God and His Son, Jesus, we must have faith, hope, and trust. Let us look at what the Bible says about trust. Evaluate. Do we really trust God's plan? Psalm 20 verse 1 says, The Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee. Psalm 20 verse 7 says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are rising and stand upright. Save, Lord, let the king hear us when we call. Psalm 146 verse 3, Put not your trust in princes, nor in the Son of Man, in whom there is no help. His breath goeth forth, he returneth to the earth, his earth. In that very day his thoughts perish. Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Proverbs 3, verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Psalm 27, verse 4, One thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Psalm 28, verse 7, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise him. Isaiah 26, verse 3, Thou wilt keep him in a perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. And lastly, Jeremiah 17, verse 7, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he should be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not seen when heath cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit.
So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight verses right there that talk about trust, trust, trust in God's plan. So when we're looking at life, we have troubles, we have trials. People are so uneasy to trust, and I can understand why. I'm not talking about God. I'm talking about people. They call in for a loan. They call in for a new car. They call in for whoever. They're trying to work something out, and they're like, oh, yes, sir. Everything's put together. No down payment. We'll have your brand new Chevrolet at the dealer. You can come in on Friday and pick it up in the morning at 8 a.m. and then send the paperwork. And he's thinking, really? I don't even know if you want to trust him. I think I'm only a down payment. I don't know. Mm. And you got a woman. Who can't trust the person that she's trying to work with. So, you know, and and why can't we trust? We can't trust because people lie. Or they don't know what's going on. So there's your example for that. You can't trust the dealership because you don't know if it's going to go through. Because they don't know if it's going to go through. Or they're lying. To get you in the dealership. You can't trust that the baker put the right thing in your food because they forgot or they don't know you're allergic or they lied and did it on purpose to be hateful. Where am I getting at with this? Let me ask you all kind of a hypothetical question that I know that you can still answer, definitely. Answer this to yourself. Is God a liar? That's right. God is not a liar. God hates liars. Now, does God not know what's going to happen? It says that he knows everything. So that's not true either. Does God want to hurt you on purpose? You know, actually, God cannot hurt. God can do no harm. He can only do good. But he can let the hell rain down on you from the devil. From Satan. Mm -hmm. So God isn't trying to hurt you. He's not doing anything on purpose to hurt you. He's not lying to you. He hates liars. And he knows everything. So what's the excuse that God's not going to work something out for you? Maybe you want your new Chevy, but God says no. Why might God say no? Why might it not work out? The biggest thing on why people don't get earthly things 
is because earthly things do not matter. Some people go to get a car and they don't get it, but months later, they get the same one or something about as good or even better. What's the reason for that, you may ask? I think the big thing here is that God does not want to give you something that he knows will make you turn away from him. And I want to ask you all an actual question, a real question. And it's okay to be honest to yourself. Think about your life. If you already were living like you were in heaven, so imagine you woke up tomorrow morning, you had a brand new $33 million mansion on the coast right along the beautiful ocean. You can see the blue ocean, the rocks, everything. You call in your bank or check online on your brand new iPhone or a brand new Samsung or brand new phone or anything or your brand new rich computer and your account balance is at nine point nine 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 quadrillion. You had nine quadrillions. I don't know what goes higher than that, but if anybody knows, imagine your account balance is higher than that. I don't know what comes after quadrillion. What comes after quadrillion? I mean, we know it's infinity. Quintillion. I guess it's quintillion. Um, sextillion, septillion, octillion, nonlillion, and decillion. Okay, then you wake up with 20 decillion. That comes like six or seven things after million. Imagine it all that. Then you get out of your garage to go into the most fanciest coffee shop where coffee is $200 a cup. And you get into your red, beautiful, brand new Rolls Royce Spectre with the beautiful Spirit of Eleanor on the front of your dash. Do you think in all that, with no trouble going on in your life, you don't need a wife. If you do want one, you have one. Nothing's going bad for you. Do you think, honest to, honestly, do you think that you would still need God? Do you really think that you would still need God? Well, do you really think that you would still want God? Because I'll tell you, I know you need him. But do you, would you want him? Think about that for a few seconds. And don't lie. Any of you that say yes are only saying yes because you know you still need him. But I'm saying, would you want him? Would that be the first thing that comes to mind in the morning? Because it wouldn't be. So the same feeling that happens to the rich. Okay? You would lose God. You wouldn't care about God. You wouldn't have no faith. You wouldn't need him for nothing. Because the devil is giving you whatever earthly things you want. But you know, 
you may live till 30 and you may crash your Rolls Royce and it may just crumple up like aluminum foil in the garbage can. So why care? That's the point. Throw away the $33 million mansion. Throw away your nine decillion, sextillion, septillion, quadrillion. Who cares? Throw the bank out the window. Put your house and throw a rock in the window. Screw the house. You may live to your 20 and crash and die. You may live to your 40 and you have cancer and you die. You may live to your 90. But even still, you know what goes farther than 100 years? Heaven. That's your gift from God is heaven. You get a somewhat amazing life here in the world because you know with that trust that God's going to help you. When you pray, you have to pray with faith. You have to trust. You have to believe it's going to happen. And it will. And people may think about, hmm, think back to all your questions and all your worries. Have they ever happened? The majority of them have probably not. And think back to all the prayers that you have made to God. All the things that you have asked for. Have you received them yet? If you haven't, he has something way better in plan. So, when we come to think about this, we have to trust in God. If we don't trust in God, nothing else falls into place. If we don't put God first, nothing else will come into its selected place. The earthly things do not matter. Have trust in God that you will figure it out. Have trust in God that you will have what you need. You may not be filthy rich here in the world. And that doesn't matter. Because every time you pray, every time you think, every time you're kind to somebody, every time you come to church, every time you learn something and take it home from church, every time you give to the homeless, every time you give your tithe and your offering, you are planting a beautiful gold piece of treasure in heaven. And now I want you all to open your Bibles. Go to Revelation. Revelation 21, I believe it is. I'm going to tell you what's waiting for you in heaven. Let's read Revelation 21. I believe that's what I want to read. Yeah, let's go. Revelation 21, and let's read verses 1 through 4. And then let's jump to Revelation 21, verses 10 through 12. Let's begin. Revelation 1 through 4. Then I saw a new earth with no oceans and a new sky. For the present earth and sky had disappeared. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from, the, from God out of heaven. It was a glorious sight, beautiful as a bride at her wedding. 
I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, Look, the home of God is now among men, and he will live with them, and they will be his people. Yes, God himself will be among them. He will wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, nor pain. All of that has been gone forever. Let's jump. Revelation 21, verses 10 through 14. In a vision, he took me to a tower, towering mountain peak, and from there I watched the wondrous city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of the skies from God. It was filled with the glory of God and flashed and glowed like a precious gem, crystal clear like jasper. Its walls were broad and high, with twelve gates guarded by twelve angels, and the names of the twelve tribes of Israel were written on the gates. Three were... There were three gates on each side, north, south, east, and west. The walls had twelve foundation stones, and on them were written the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Keep moving down. Let's go to Revelation 21, verses 18 through 20. The city itself was pure, transparent gold like glass. The wall was made of, the, of jasper and was built on twelve layers of foundation stones and laid with gems. The first layer with jasper, the second with sapphire, the third with chalcedony, the fourth with emerald, the fifth with sardonyx, the sixth with sardis, the seventh with crystallite, the eighth with beryl, the ninth with topaz, the tenth with chrysophase, the eleventh with jacinth, and the twelfth with amethyst. Verse 21, the twelve gates were made of pearls, each gave from a single pearl, and the main street was pure, transparent gold like glass. No temple could be seen in the city, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are worshipped in it everywhere. And I encourage you all to keep on going, talking about the pure water of life, clear as crystal, and the tree of life, and all of that. Doesn't all that sound better than being rich? Does to me. You can throw away your Rolls Royce. Hey, Bill Gates, I don't want your mansion. Elon Musk, you can take your Cybertruck. I don't want it. CEO of Rolls Royce, take that. I don't want that Spirit of Eleanor garbage. Hey, Mercedes Benz. Nope. Take the G-Wagon. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, construction company, you can stop the build on my mansion. I'll never be able to afford it. I put all, I put all my money in God. I gave God my 10%, and I'm going to be living in heaven with my infinity and beyond amount of beautiful, gorgeous, pure gold glass, J-Think, amethyst, jasper, ruby red, gems, mansions, exponential food, all of my ancestors. Heaven is where I want to be, and I'm sure a lot of you out there as well. So take time and say to yourself, throw away the earthly require, uh, the earthly acquaint acquaintance. Throw away all of them. Forget the money. Forget the house. Forget the car. Forget the... Uh, forget it. I'm not saying you have to go homeless to be a Christian, but you can't sit here and put all your faith in everything else and forget about God all the time. Be happy with the money that you get 
It's enough to pay your bills and you can save some. Praise God. Praise God. You can always pray. You can always ask for some more money. Yes. That's totally fine. But don't get so wrapped up in it. And forget about God and throw him off. We have to pray. Have trust in God and throw away our trust in everything else. Trust in God and God only. When you talk to a friend or a dealership member, go and try it. Believe them. If you think it's right, go. If you don't know, pray. Ask God. He'll tell you. So ask yourself, what am I doing to build a greater God trust? Trusting God means that whatever we face in life, whatever our pain, disappointments, and suffering in the final end will be used for our good. And let's end down on Romans 8 verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Amen. I do want to take time before we uh, dismiss today. If you'd like to give your tithe and your offering, there is so many ways that you can give to our church here. And by giving your 10% either to my church or splitting it half and half or quarter by quarter or whatever you can possibly give, you are planting yourself treasures in heaven. You are blessing yourself and you are keeping God's ministry and God's fulfillment going. If you want to fulfill God's promise, give your offering to another church or my church or anyone's church. And this ain't my church. Everybody says, Austin, I love your church. This ain't my church. This is God's church. God owns this. And it's not me preaching either. I'm Pastor Austin, but it's God speaking through me. Praise God. Don't praise me. Give God the glory. But if you would like to give to help fulfill God's promise and bless this ministry, you can do so in so many different ways. Down below are all your ways to give. You can give by going to our website, https colon slash slash austinluxurylife12.wixsite.com slash brightersidechurch. And you'll find our Venmo, PayPal, and Cash App for easy and quick access to give your tithe and your offering. If you want to give by check or by debit or credit card, you can call or email. You can email us at PastorAustinBSC at gmail.com or call our all-new phone line at 814-429-3790. The voicemail and emails are totally confidential and protected by Google. You can send us over your... Um, check card, debit card, credit card, or your checkbook account writing number and leave a voicemail or talk to us if someone can pick up the phone. But right now it's only me, so I don't always have time to pick up the phone and you can give your tithe and your offering. If you want a prayer request or any more supplies or you want to be blessed or any, anything at all, even anonymously, email us today at pastoraustinbsc at gmail.com. I also want to... Um, talk about a book real quick i found this new book by louis giglio i think that's how you say his name and it's seeing it's titled seeing god as a perfect father and seeing you as love pursued and secure and it talks about how we always want love and care and trust and all that from our earthly father and that's why god is going to give you all 
the faith and all the trust and all the glory and all of the attention, everything. So you may be craving your father's attention. You may have been blessed to have it, or you may have been abandoned by your father or abused or neglected by your earthly father. But God is always here to love you, pursue you, and secure you. Check out that book today. It's on Amazon. I just ordered a second copy for someone I know. Um, and it's currently running at the price of, it was $18.99. It's now on sale for $12.67. And you can get that book again today. If you are not able to afford that book and you would like to have it or any other book, that's relatively not too expensive, but send it over to me. Even if it's kind of expensive, I will try my 100% best to help get that for you and I can bless you. God will bless me to bless you to get you whatever book you would like to have. Because books are so amazing. Nobody can take them away from us. We have our books. And it's sad because in other countries, they're taking Bibles and people are ripping out pages to store and save. And it's just not fair. So, that's that. Well, I want to thank all of you out there today on this wonderful Sunday for tuning in and listening and attending Brighter Side Church. Again, I'm Pastor Austin. If you'd like to give that tithe and that offering, the instructions are down below in the description box and at the beginning of today's episode. And with that being said, have a fantastic and phenomenal Sunday, a phenomenal week, and I will see you guys in our next worship session. May God bless you and have a great day. Enjoy one more song on your way out. This one is one of my favorite. The lyric video is by Music Meets Heaven. And this is Chris Tomlin with the song Holy Forever featuring Jen Brian Johnson. It's one of my favorites.
Thank you for attending BSC. Our Twitter page, our email, and our website are linked, and we'll see you in our next worship session. Have a great day.